So tonight, I want to minister to you, and it'll be like a preach slash Bible study. So get your notes ready, get your pens ready, and um, if you don't have your notes or your pens or your paper, I actually made some notes with some scriptures on it that I will be happy to print off for you if you want to take a copy of it home. Amen. So tonight I want to talk about thankfulness. Thankfulness is something that we all need to do better at. Amen, including myself. Thankfulness is an awesome word in the Bible that is so important for you and I to take heed to, to listen to. And, and giving thanks, the giving of thanks and praise is very close and they're very interchangeable. But, but tonight, I just want to hone in a little bit on the word thankfulness. Now, in the Old Testament, 102 times um, thankfulness or giving thanks is mentioned. And most of those times, and Miss Betty will put the slide up, most of those times in the Old Testament, it is the Hebrew word Y-D-H. And that word in almost every scripture in the Old Testament, it's not, you know, sometimes we, we have this idea of, of thank you, please and thank you. When we were little kids, we were taught, you know, you always say please and thank you. Almost as if that when you're a kid, if you're told to say please and thank you, it was like you, it was like kind of casting a magic spell on older people that that caused them to give you more stuff. You got more benefits if you said please and thank you. But I want to go way far deeper than what we've been taught and grown up in the culture of please and thank you. It goes much deeper with God, okay? So the word thankfulness and uh, it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving for me to preach this. Amen. God has a lot to say about he hates grumbling and he hates complaining. He absolutely hates it. He even hates it when it's done inside your heart. You know, so, I mean, there have been times that I know, I know well enough not to open my mouth. But I've had, I've had some grumbling and complaining moments in my heart, in my quiet. And he's like, put his finger on it and go, you keep that up. It's going to be just as if you said it because of your attitude and what you're attracting to you. I said, okay, so time out for myself, right? So in the Old Testament, Y-D-H, that, that Hebrew word, because you know the Old Testament was translated out of Hebrew. The New Testament was translated from Greek. It was written in Greek, so that's what we're deriving from. Y-D-H, I have no idea how to say that. Yidda, uh, yada, whatever. And that means to acknowledge what is right about God. And that P-E-T should be P-A-N-T in praise and thanksgiving. So that's, that's my fault. Um, that was an and, not an E. But it means to acknowledge what is right about God. It is an acknowledging, whenever he mentioned the word thanks or thankfulness in the Old Testament, it is acknowledging to him that you are right. Everything about you is right. Whatever you say, you are truth and you are right. And that's a big step in our lives. When you say, thank you, I'm thankful to you in the Old Testament, that meant, God, I'm acknowledging that you're right and I'm not. You're a holy God and, I, and I'm unholy in the sense of if you're a sinner and you're not born again, right? So that is what that means. Whenever you read thankfulness in the Old Testament, when you read thanks or giving of thanks in the New Testament, it's the word eucharistio. I guess you can think of the Catholic word eucharist, but it is to show warm gratitude. It's to show warm gratitude. So, so knowing that, I want you to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Have you ever said... We've all said this. What is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my life? God, what is your will for my life? Did you know that there are known wills? There's a, there is a known will of God written for you in the Bible. And wherever there is a known will of God, then take that personal as your own. And take it seriously and don't just skim over the top. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this. In everything... Give thanks. For what is this? This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What is the will of God for you? 
is for you to give thanks in everything. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have good days or bad days. It doesn't mean what, whatever circumstances you're in, God just said, here's the will of God for you. Zach, Susie, Debbie, Kieran, this is the will of God for you. In everything, give thanks. And what that means is it is to give warm gratitude for God, for who he is, and for what he has done. And you'll see why, because there have been people ask me, what, why, do you, why do you push praising so much? Why do we have to do this so long? Why do I have to raise my hand? Why do we have to say thank you to God? Well, I'm going to show you tonight. Amen? I'm going to show you how it will benefit you. And then you can help your, your in-laws and your outlaws when they ask you that, right? All right, so let's go to Psalm 105. And 106, and we'll just start there. Remember that this is the Old Testament. And um, I'm just going to read really fast. Oh, give thanks, Psalm 105, 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. There's that word. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. So why are we giving thanks to the Lord? To make known his deeds, to talk of his wondrous works. Psalm 106 verse 1, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he is good and his mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare all of his praise? Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. Why, number one, do we give thanks to the Lord? For he is good. And he is good to you. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Those are the two main reasons. You are to constantly tell people. And by giving thanks to the Lord, you are telling people, God is good and he does good things for people. God is good. Why do you say praise the Lord? Why do you say thank you, Lord? Because God is good and he, give, and he does good things for people. That, that, that's just easy, right? His mercy endures forever. His truth to all generations. Okay, Psalm 107. Miss Betty, you can just follow, follow me the best you can here. Psalm 107, verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Man, the, psalm is, the psalmist David is just like very repetitive, but he wants you to get the point. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. you have redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. Amen. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and the south. Verse 6. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city or dwelling place. Verse 8. Oh, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his what? For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies Laverne and Rosa and Sandy and Teresa and Teresa and Christy and Joshua. For he satisfies your longing soul. And tonight he fills your hungry soul with goodness. That is why we give thanks to the Lord. Because he is good to you personally. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's go on down. Verse 13. Then they cried out to the Lord again in their trouble. I mean, they keep falling back, falling back. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them again out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness in the shadow of death and he broke their chains in pieces. Verse 15. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his what? His wonderful works to the children of men, for he has broken the gates of bronze and he cut the bars of iron in two. Verse 19, then they cried out to the Lord again in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, verse 21, oh, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I mean, the psalmist, he is just like a broken record. 
people give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And then blah, 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 they get in trouble again. They fall back in sin. (laughs) They disobey him. Okay. Verse 28, then they cried out again to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because now they're quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Verse 31, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let us exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of all the elders. This is why we get up on stage and we pump you. Why? Because we want to feel good like we had a concert and y'all were like, yay. No, that's not why. Because we want, we want you to enjoy what we're, we're, we're enjoying. I told my band, I said, I don't care if anybody out there is worshiping God or not. I don't care if we walk into this place and everybody has their arms crossed. You are going to love God. You are going to give thanks to God for his goodness. And you as a band are going to get up there and worship God with everything you got. Because he's good to you, not because the people out here are smiling at you that you're doing good. Right? And so we have this talk in the back room. You're going to worship God. I'm going to worship God because we have an audience of one. Jesus Christ is standing right here in the middle of this room. And my eyes are on him, not on the people. I love the people, but I can't change or help what they do or don't do. But I'm going to get from God everything he wants to give me. I'm going to give my warm gratitude to him. You know, I have a son. I have three. But when Jordan, my youngest, was around 10 years of age, he started this thing where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, every time I did something that he liked, he said, thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. Every time I cooked breakfast, every time I cooked dinner, I mean, it was just like, okay, Jordan, this is getting a little old. You're always saying, thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. And one time I said to him, Jordan, you don't have to thank me all the time. This is getting a little, I mean, do you think this is a little bit too much? And he looked at me as serious as could be. He said, I must say thank you, Mama, when you do something good for me. Wow. I mean, some, somewhere, somewhere down the line, he got a revelation of, being, of, of having warm gratitude for someone who did something good for him. And uh, that actually has never changed in him. And so that, that was just a really, a really neat thing. So, so um, I don't know if I gave you this, Miss Betty, but go to Psalm 117. It's the shortest psalm in the whole Bible, in the whole book of Psalms. And it's interesting because the psalmist tells the Gentiles to praise the Lord. And he's Jew. David's from the, from the tribe of Judah. He's a Jew. I mean, he's the Jew in the purest form. Jesus is right straight from the lineage of David. And David's looking at us. And I say us, we're all Jews by heart now because we've accepted Jesus. But I'm just saying I thought it was very interesting back then that he's telling, hey, guys, you guys, you guys that are not a part of this covenant right now, you guys praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him All you peoples, all you people give him glory, not just the Jewish people. For his merciful kindness is great towards us, us Jews, Greeks, Jews, Gentiles. His merciful kindness is great towards us and his truth endures forever. Praise the Lord. So if, if there, if there, and the the Lord showed me this, he said, You don't have to know everything there is to know about the Bible. You don't have to have all the steps to faith down. You don't have to know the ABCs of everything you need to know. But if you just knew one simple thing, that you could open your mouth and give me praise and bring me glory because I'm a good God and I'll be good to you, he said, All those other things will just come in line because the glory of God, and I'm getting ahead of myself, the glory of God fills up that space and that environment around you. The very essence of God, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but go ahead and put it up on the screen. Psalm 22, 3. The Bible says that the Lord 
Now, this is the New King James Version. You are wholly enthroned in the praises of your Israel. You can take that down because I'm going to quote another. In uh, the King James Version, it says, The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. In the Darby translation, it says that the Lord is setting himself up in the midst of the praises of his people. And so what that means to inhabit means to occupy and to live in a certain place or an environment. So the minute you start praising God, God's manifest presence. Now don't look at me and say, well, I got the Holy Ghost now. I don't have to praise the Lord. He's in me. I'm good to go. There's always a vital and legal side of redemption. You don't throw out the Old Testament just because you came into the New. Everything was written for our admonition. Yes, you have the Holy Ghost, but here's what he said to me. You activate the power of God when you start lifting your praises and your thanksgiving to God. You activate that presence that, yes, he dwells in you, but he is on non-activation mode. So when you start lifting up your thanks, lifting up your praise, the total environment around you begins to change. Uh, Quite a few years ago, I was in my home in Ocala, and um, the, the, the atmosphere was bad. I mean, if it just was one thing, but it was three things, it was, it was a lot going on that not just little things, very bad things, and I was beginning to feel very overwhelmed. I was sick. My son's car blew up. <laughs> Another son was having emotional problems. We just, just, it was horrible. The, the washing machine just flooded over into the house and just ruined all the brand-new wood floors. It was just one thing right after another, all within two-month period of time. And I was, I was depressed. <laughs> I was depressed. And um, the, Lord, the Lord said to me, I inhabit the praises of my people. And he said, why don't you give God glory? And the minute you start giving God glory in this house, everything will change. It's funny how sometimes he talks to you in the third person. I'm like, you're in me. But really, it's the Holy Ghost at that point, telling me to give the Father God yes. glory, yes. not necessarily him, even though he is God. And so I got up off my couch. I felt terrible. I felt dizzy. I was, I was sick. I could hardly walk. Everybody was doing bad. Something was going on bad right there in the kitchen. And I was alone. And I just walked through my house. And I said, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, head pounding with a headache, couldn't hardly breathe, couldn't praise God, praise God. The more I praise God, the stronger I felt. Praise God, glory to Jesus, hallelujah. God, you're a good God, your mercy endures forever. I thank you for your goodness. You are good to the children of men. Thank you for your miracles. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the the Son of God that was sent and was slain. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you for the grace. Greater one, greater is he that's on than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I worship you. Man, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, and I'm telling you that the environment in my home changed. Boom, within 10 minutes, everything that was bad was gone. And he showed me that I can have that any time I open my mouth and I start praising God. So it's time for us to just open our mouths. Let's say it right now. Say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you for the blood. You are good. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you for you are good to me. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for everything you've done. Amen. Amen. That was just, that was free. That was free. I got ahead of myself. So now that you know, and I'm going to let you put this up, Miss, Miss uh, Betty, the scream. So what is giving thanks to God? What is that? It is an outpouring of praise to God for who he is and what he has done. When you give thanks to God, it's not just thank you. It's not that. It is an outpouring of praise to God for who he is first and what he has done for you. Amen? 
Now, let's read Psalm 100 together. This is a great, this is a great psalm. One of my favorites. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with sadness. Oh, I'm sorry, gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. There's that word know. So that word thanks in the Old Testament is acknowledging what's right about God. So he's saying, know who I am. Know who I am, and I am a just God. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generation. And, you know, it's not just Sunday morning. You should enter these doors. It doesn't matter whether Jimmy's here or Jimmy's not here jamming on the electric guitar or whether I'm here or I'm not here. You should enter these doors going, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord, hallelujah, you are good, your mercy endures forever. Whether we have a piano or we don't have a piano, we will be the band, we will be the chorus, we will be the choir, we will enter into your gates. He didn't say if you had musical instruments, he said just come on in with thanksgiving, come on in with praise. Okay, so maybe the band not hitting on all four cylinders this Sunday morning, it doesn't matter. We're trying. I mean, we work really hard to even have a bad Sunday, much less to have a good one. We put the same amount of work in for one that flops in the natural than we do for one that doesn't flop. But you guys don't ever have to have a bad Sunday. You guys can walk in here and go, praise the Lord, glory to God. Jesus is good. His mercy endures forever. He's my healer. He's my provider. He is my life. He is everything to me. Y'all can make it happen. And really, whatever y'all do is what the Lord will enthrone himself upon. He will set up camp right in the midst of those praises, and he will do things corporately in this place when you walk in with that attitude that you can't get at home, that you can't get in public, that you can't get praying in the Holy Ghost while you're driving your car to work. When you come in this corporate atmosphere and everybody's lifting their voice, everybody's thankful, everybody's giving thanksgiving to God, God's like, boom, his manifest presence is activated. The very essence of God, all that he is, manifests himself among us. So what is he? He's life. He's light, he's joy, he's peace, he's health, he's wealth. The essence of everything he is comes and set up camp right on top of us in this church and in your bedroom, in your house. God will show up. And if you don't know any other way to get him to show up, that's the way to get him to show up. There's only 1,000 million trillion verses on thanksgiving and praise in the Bible. You need to look them up, and you need to go over them and remind yourself, God is good. He loves me. His mercy lasts on me forever. His truth lasts forever. One of the verses says his faithfulness lasts forever. You might be unfaithful, but he remains faithful. You might be unmerciful, but he remains merciful. You might screw up, but he never screws up. So just, you know, I'll tell you this. We're going to read a few scriptures, and I'm going to read them really fast, and I'm not asking you to follow along, but Miss Betty has them all on the screen, I think. If she doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, I always wonder, I always have this wonder inside of me on why it's so hard sometimes, because I'm up here. And I can see out here. So I always wonder why it's so hard for some people to enter into worship and to praise 
and to just get free and to be able just to lift their hands and just acknowledge God for who he is. And, and, if, and if I'm talking to you tonight, I'm not trying to talk to you. I don't, I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. I've been doing this for almost 30 years, leading worship. And all the people, the peoples have changed. The faces, the bodies, some of them have changed. I mean, some of them haven't changed. But, but really, a lot of change happens in a church over 30 years, right? And um, thank God for Betty May <laughs> and the May family and Sandy and, and Michelle. You know, they, they're, just as, they're just as solid as God. And Melanie <laughs> and Cheryl Lynn. Amen. Amen. And somebody else. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. But, but here's, what, here's what the Lord showed me. Really, when you, first of all, if, if that word YDH is an acknowledging of everything that's right about God, really what you're doing and when you're lifting your arms to the Lord, it is an act of surrender. Yes. It is an act of acknowledging you're God and I'm not. Right? Yes. And so what it is, in essence, is you, the minute you go, God, right, you are aligning. When, once you give yourself to praise and the worship of God, you are aligning yourself with God's purposes. And so that's a very, it was a very easy explanation for me to understand that that's why there are people that sit like this and will not lift their hands. It's because they're not there yet where they are willing to even have a heart to align themselves with God's purpose. Now, you may not be there. You may not, you may not have arrived yet. We had, none of us have all arrived, but if it starts at your heart, if your heart, you can lift your hands and go, God, I want to align myself with your purposes. That's the beginning point. That's the starting point. And that's why people are just standing back there waiting for the musicians to get done, critiquing whether we sang that song right or not. Listen, it's not just, it's not, it's not just young people or military, it's older people too. I can't tell you how many times I'd sing a, sing a hymn that my husband asked me to sing. Hymn from the old church. There's good hymns. I would sing the hymn, and I guarantee you there would be one person to, on my way out the door, you didn't sing that hymn right. Well, were you worshiping? Because last time I remember... I was worshiping, you know, so if I didn't sing it right or I didn't hit all the bars right or I didn't hit all the verses right, what does it matter? What does it matter? Obviously, that person didn't align themselves with God's purpose and go, I love you, I praise you, I thank you. I'm not going to sing the hymn the way maybe you remembered singing it in the Methodist church, but I'm going to sing it the way I remembered singing it in the Presbyterian church or the, or the Assembly of God church. But when you are critiquing me every other time I am singing a hymn, that made me want to stop singing the hymns because old Joe Smo out there is going, you didn't do it right, you know? But now I don't care. I don't care. And I don't sing a lot of hymns. <laughs> but I'm going to start because my husband wants me to. And I know a lot, and I'm going to sing the good ones. Amen? So, anyways, Joe Smo is not here anymore, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> but giving thanks, praise to God, is directly tied. Everybody say, giving thanks. Giving, thanks. giving praise to God praise is directly tied to my relationship with God. Um, it, it's true. Now, let's talk about something real quick. When you're not thankful, you begin to partake of the dark side of Romans 1.21. So if you could just put that up on the screen. This is just good for us all to know. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. In other words, they did not align themselves about what's right about him. They, they, they threw it under the rug. They threw God under the bus is what they did. They knew him, but they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. 
but they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. When you become unthankful, you begin to partake of futility in your thoughts and your heart become darkened. Things start closing off to the word of God. You don't see things. You don't see the light, the clarity that you once had, that joy, that peace. You're not a sinner. You're, you're not, not saved. You're not necessarily going to hell. Not, none of that, okay? It just means that now you're partaking of a peace of what God says that they did not glorify him as God and they were not thankful. Always be thankful. If everything is going wrong, listen, in all of our lives, there's always something every day that drives us nuts. It just is. And you have to on purpose while before that comes out of your mouth or that thought, I mean, today I was vacuuming and I kept hitting something and, and stuff was in the way and just junk and you're just like, oh, and dust on the fan. And I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. And I, I shouldn't have been, but I can't just sit all day and study. I can't do that. I got to go up and down because my back starts hurting if I just sit all day and study. So I'm vacuuming. But that minute that came to my heart, like, why is this like that? Why? Why doesn't he move this thing? You know, I just said, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. I got a great husband. I do. I do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there's this, you know, 40-pound arm weight on the floor that I always stumble over when I'm vacuuming. It doesn't matter. I just need to thank God that he even wants to lift weights, okay? Okay, so it's in the bedroom. It doesn't matter. Right? So <laughs> he should. So here, here's the bottom line. There are things and situations in our life that aren't right. They aren't where we want them to be. Man, every time that thought or that dark comes to you, ah, this isn't right, say, thank you, Jesus. God makes it right. Everything that's out of order in your life that needs to become into order and that you need to cast the care of it on God, just say, thank you that it's brought into order. I thank you that it's brought, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, maybe I don't know how to use my faith like I should. Maybe I hadn't learned all the steps, A, B, C, one, two, three, but I can sure lift my hands and I can open my mouth and I can say, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord, because God, you inhabit my praises. You set up camp right on top of me. Your environment around me just changes. Because I lift my voice. And when God shows up, everything that has to do with life and light shows up in your life. And the darkness and the stuff that's out of order has to go. So I'm giving you something really simple to do. Just say thank you, Jesus, every day. 1,500 times a day. Every time something comes to you, say thank you, Lord, for the blood. I'm going to heaven. This whole world is not my home. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So let's talk about three things about the effects of Thanksgiving. You ready? Let's do this. Just three examples. So the number one, jailhouse rock. Jailhouse rock. Paul and Silas. Midnight hour. You've heard it preached. It says, when they began to sing praises, when they began to sing hymns and sing praises to God, I mean, that's bad. Sitting in your own urine, sitting in your own poop, it's bad. Our jails aren't like that. That's a dungeon. And you're locked up, stocks on your hands, on your feet, and you have to go to the bathroom right where you are. Don't tell me you have it bad. If Paul and Silas can sing, sitting in poop, what can you do? Come on now. I'm telling you the truth. And we're not editing this one. Because I don't feel like it. (laughs) If they can sing praise and give thanks to God in that, it says when they did that, God shook that place. And not only did they benefit from it, people around them benefited. So not only do you get to benefit, all the people around you that you affect get to benefit. It spills over onto them. Amen. So when things are kind of out of order on the people around you, that's going to spill out of you on top of them. Amen. All right. 
so let's talk about King Jehoshaphat. He says, we're going to do this God's way. And God said, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to fight this battle for you. You are doing nothing. Now, I learned today that the, the Levites, God set 38,000 Levites in, in the, in the they, they were their own group. 4,000 of those Levites were singers and instrumentalists. 4,000. And just, just for you to know that all 38,000 of those Levites were taken care of by the Jewish people. Everybody set aside provision for 38,000 people so they could attend to the house and to the work of the Lord. They all set aside for them. And so here's what Jehoshaphat said. He said, since we don't have to do anything, put the singers out front. You're going to blow your trumpets and you're going to shout. And, you're gonna, and the singers started singing, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And it says when they started, this is in Chronicles, Second Chronicles. When they started singing and praising the Lord, the Lord set ambushes up against the people and just killed them all. You want your enemies to be defeated? Sing. You want your enemies? You want them to go away? You want things to be made right in your life? You want God to set up ambushes for your enemies? Start praising the Lord. Do just what he told Jehoshaphat to do. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. If he told him to sing back then, he tells you to sing right now. If he says, I'm going to fight for you back then, he's going to fight for you right now. And he's not going to do it any different. He's going to put the singers out front. And you happen to be one of the 4,000. So he wants you to sing. Sing. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, right? That's why we sing that. You're going to hear my praises roar, right? If you can't do anything, you can sing and you can praise the Lord. And if you say, don't give me this. I don't, I don't know how to sing. I don't have a good voice. I don't care. <laughs> then shout. Then say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. You don't want to put a tune to it? Then say it. Because everybody of you has vocal cords and everybody can talk. Right? Amen. And then the last one in 2 Chronicles also, one's in chapter 5, one was in chapter 14. This one was in chapter 5, verse 14, 1 Chronicles or 2 Chronicles. It says that they all came into the house of the Lord. And it says when the trumpeteers, that means the musicians, all the trumpeteers, all the instrumentals, and the singers were as one, lifting up their voice in one accord, thanking and praising the Lord is what it says. Thanking and praising. I think it's 2 Chronicles 5.14. Hopefully my memory serves me. 2 Chronicles 5.14. It says that the trumpeters, all of them came to the house. And when they lifted up their voice in one accord, thanking and praising the Lord, it says that the glory of God came in that place. And they all fell down so that the priests could not even stand to minister. So if the glory... There you go. So the priest... Uh, could not continue. Go back to 13. Can you do that? Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeteers, the musicians, and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And verse 14. So that the priest could not continue in ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. That's my desire, that we all come together as one. Our voices, the instruments, we all come together singing the same thing, lifting our voice, praising and thanking the Lord. That pastor can't even stand up to minister because the glory cloud came in. It has happened, and it will continue to happen. And I'm asking you to help me sing it in. I'm asking you to help me praise it in. I'm asking you to help me thank it in. Because God is good. God is good. And so, you know what? God doesn't have an ego problem. He, he doesn't, he doesn't want to just, you know, use you. Yeah, I just want everyone to praise me so I can feel big. The truth is, is that he knows he's big. He knows he's big. But you know what? He created us in, 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 um, in his image. So... I mean, if a child of yours comes to you and is, is very warm in gratitude on something you did for them, 
from their heart. They're not just trying to, you know, trying to do something or whatever, cast a magic spell on you. But they really, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Mommy. I love this present. Man, then you have another child that never says anything. They just feel, they, they kind of walk around with an entitlement policy that they just feel like, well, you just owe that to me because I'm your kid. I mean, we're made in the image of God. How do you think God feels? Mm -hmm. Actually, we do. We do tend. It doesn't mean that we love the other child any less, but we do tend to gravitate toward that one that's always going, I so appreciate you thinking about me, Mom and Dad. Thank you. I love this present. We just, we just can't wait to get another one Be because we, we want them. We, we love it when they are gr gracious and that they are grateful. And God loves it when we're grateful. He knows he's a good God. He knows he's a big God. He wants us to know it for our good. And so let's, let's make a decision in our lives to catch ourselves. Let's not be a partaker of Romans 121 to where it says we're unthankful. Because that just allows darkness to come into our life. So on purpose... Be grateful and thankful every day yes. about something. Yes. The yes. blood of Jesus, that's a good place to start. <laughs> All right, let's read some scriptures. You ready, Miss Betty? You can keep up with me as much as you can. I've, I've got copies of these, so you guys can take some of these home if you want them. But I'm just going to read through these. You do not have to look for them in your Bible. Are you ready? Yes. Put your listening ears on. Psalm 30, 12. To the end that my glory I may sing praise to you, and I will not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Don't ever come to me and say, I got a praise in my heart, because I'm going to look at you and say, God said, get it out. <laughs> don't look at me and say, I, we don't talk about religion or politics. I said, I don't know where you heard that from, but you didn't hear it from God. We talk about him all the time. You may not want to talk about Trump all the time, but I am going to talk about God all the time because he told me to tell you how good he is and how wonderful his works are to the children of men. Amen. So, end of subject. So no more, I got a praise in my heart. That's why I'm not singing during praise and worship. <laughs> Believe me, I have heard that. Psalm 95.2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great king above all gods. Don't ever tell me that you're not supposed to shout. I just read. Jesus said, let us shout. The psalmist said, let us shout joyfully. Jonah 2.9, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Listen, the only sacrifice that you're supposed to be making now is the voice the voice of thanksgiving. You need to give voice to your thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 33, 11. This was our wedding scripture. Yes, we had a wedding scripture. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness. The voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. The voice of those that would be my husband and I who will say, praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good for his mercy endures forever and of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. For I will cause the captives of the land to return as at the first, says the Lord. We took that scripture and we, we, we read it at our wedding after we said, I do. When we kissed the bride and all that good stuff, we walked up on the stage and we read this scripture and we said we would like to start the first day of our life off praising the Lord of hosts for he is good and his mercy endures forever. So I sang... And he preached, and um, we've been doing it for the, next, for the last 32 years. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Don't just, don't just give God a bunch of prayer requests. Thank him. Thank him for his goodness, and thank him for the answer. Right? Colossians 2, 6, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught. Abounding, everybody say abounding. Abounding, abounding in this faith with thanksgiving. We are supposed to abound. <laughs> That's more like hopping, right? 
We are supposed to abound with thanksgiving. That means we're supposed to do it a lot. Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. And whatever you do in word or deed, verse 17, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 1 Timothy 4, For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is now sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Yes, you can eat pork now. If you receive it with thanksgiving, pray over it. God said it's good. So there's no more. You can have lobster. Okay. But thanks be to God, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. He always, thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph. If you have nothing else to thank him for, but the fact that he always causes you to come out on top, that is something to be thankful for. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4.15, all of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving. And God will receive more and more glory. There is a reason that we give thanks to God because his grace, because the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ has appeared to all men. And the more we talk about it, and the more we sing about it, and the more we share it, then it spreads to all people, and it causes many to give thanks to God. Amen? Amen. All right, here we go. Hebrews 12, 28, just a couple more verses. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with a holy fear and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Therefore, by him, last scripture, Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually, what does that mean? All the time, continually, not just tonight. Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. That means you're going to put voice to it. You're going to put sound to it, giving thanks to his name. So we are to continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. It didn't say whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it. If you feel good, if you feel bad, if you feel nothing, God is good and he is good to you. And his mercies are from everlasting to everlasting on you. Feelings change with thought change. Feelings always change follow thoughts if you'll change your thoughts the feeling will change I can think bad about my husband and I can feel bad about him but I don't just feel bad at him without thinking a thought of thinking bad if he did something to hurt me the thought doesn't mean I have to take it I can just forgive him and I can thank God for the blood and I can have a good day I'm just using that as an example because we we strive in relationships for stupidity for no reason If you're casting the care of your husband on God, then give him to him and go have a good day. Let him get over his bad self. And sometimes you need to get over your bad self. Okay, you have an off day. But the truth is, is that thoughts, feelings always follow thoughts, not the other way around. So if you think good, you're going to feel good. If you think about the goodness of God and the blood of Jesus, man, it'll change you and your feelings will just feel good. And it's very important for your body. And so I'll just say this is the last thing. You were created by God. He said in Revelation, he commanded and we were created. None of us would be here if he hadn't commanded us to be created. He made us. He is the one that set up this system, the intricate of all of how we're made, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, If God is your creator and he made you, then he knows how to make this machine keep going. So it's very important that you place the word of God as the highest priority in your life for your body, for your soul, and for your spirit. As long as you praise God and as long as you live before God and do the things that are right because he says he enables you to do whatever you need to do. Amen. Amen. Then you're going to have good success. 
because your body responds to God, but it doesn't respond well to anything that's less than God. So it's just going to break down earlier. So if you want to live long and you want to have a good, long, and healthy life, then you need to make what that doctor's book says. He that would love life and see good days. He didn't put any qualifications. This is not just a spiritual verse. He that would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from speaking evil and his lips from being deceitful. That's one guarantee you're going to live a long time. You don't speak evil and you don't speak deceit. So I repented of lying to the... (laughs) But I did preach, didn't I? Tonight. He just had his dates. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this night. Father, I pray that every word that I spoke, I pray that it fell on good ground. Father, I pray that it fell on good soil. I'm asking you to help every one of us in here, Heavenly Father, to put such a high priority on your words, on the word of God, on everything that that you have set in motion for us, the way that you've set it. We thank you. We praise you. We will make it, we will make it important to us to offer continually the sacrifice of praise the fruit of our lips always giving thanks to your name you told us to in everything give thanks not not necessarily for everything that's happening but in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus so we want to walk in your will and since we know that is your will we will say with our mouth we will give you thanks every day of our life And we thank you that as we praise you and we thank you that your manifest presence sets up camp right in the midst of those praises. And the very essence of you, everything that you are, everything that you're about comes and falls on us in a manifested form, bringing us life, bringing us light, and bringing us wholeness and making things wrong, making them right making things that are wrong, making them right. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to www.wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.